of the Biggest Big Ticket Coaches podcast. I'm Michelle Cooper, founder and CEO of Alchemy Accounting and Bookkeeping, where we help entrepreneurs create ease and flow in their business finances, clean up their mess and chaos, and help them avoid being blindsided in the future. We believe that every business has a purpose and creates an impact in our world. And the more money you have, the more expansive that impact can be. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you could be our next guest in 15 or 20 minutes. So let's check out today's show. Welcome everyone. I am so excited to talk to Crystal today. I am so happy to introduce you to Crystal Holm, who is the founder of Design Life Studios. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this gal because she's pretty amazing. Crystal is a feng shui master, which I love. I just put some coins under my front door, so I'm all about the very simple feng shui. Um, she's an interior designer and clutter expert who helps work from home entrepreneurs turn their spaces into offices they love to work in. Using her proprietary methodology framework, um, the designed life method, mind, body, soul, home. She helps her clients declutter and design a workspace that empowers them to create the life and business that they want. Crystal shows women how to use their workspace as a 3D vision board. Oh my God, you're preaching to the choir over here to help them design who they are becoming and the life they want with it right into their space. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. I am so excited to be here today. We have got so much synergy between us, the two of us and our businesses. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a great episode. I can just tell. Um, so just, you know, I gave people a, an overview of what you do, um, but I'd love to hear in your words, uh, like, what do you, what's the transformation that your clients experience when they work with you? Um, goodness. They really are on, they really just become the next level version of who they're trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. So really. do they have an idea of who they want to be or do you help them figure that out? A little bit of both, to be quite honest. Um, I think we all have an idea like of who we want to be, who we're striving to be at some point, but the path isn't always so clear. Um, so I think they come to me with an idea of who they want to be. And we use my framework to line it up for them, right? To, to right. I call it design your evolution. Oh, so good. Um, and so that's, it's part of, it's part of the framework that I take them through when, when we are, because I, I, design I don't believe in designing your space for who you are right now because that's just a culmination of the past and we're Absolutely. trying to become something else so I I like to do this design your 3d vision board for the person you're becoming so in order for us to do that we have to sit down and and map out who she is so that we can make room for her uh, oh my God. So good. You know, I talk about, um, 
like when people are talking to me about money and manifestation and all that kind of stuff, right? Like I talk about like what you see in your reality, like sitting at your desk and what you see in front of you is just a representation of your beliefs and your thinking and, and all of the call, like the culmination of all the experiences that you've had. And it doesn't have to be static. Like it doesn't have to stay that way. Right? It's not static. It absolutely is not static. Totally. It, it changes and evolves as you change and evolve. But we usually get stuck carrying our baggage because right. until we change our beliefs, we're just going to keep buying the same clutter over and over again and just keep repeating it. Even if you declutter stuff, you buy, it's like getting into the same relationship. It's just new face, right? Right. It's right? the same. Oh my God. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, so tell me just a little bit about like, what's, what is like your client's lived experience that um, they're having and they do, what happens? Do they then seek you out? Like, how do you meet them where they're at? Like what's going on so that people um, just can identify if like, are they experiencing that? And maybe you're a resource to them um, and they can start to learn more. A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times that's when people will come to me, you know, whether it's a, a, a parent died and they suddenly inherited all of this stuff and, you know, they're overwhelmed with it. Sometimes it's just, you know, um, we like to shop, we like to buy, you know what I mean? It's we've, and we've been programmed that way. I mean, not that we've been programmed, we're hormonally wired to, to buy and to be consumers, but sometimes we're not always sure. Like we forget about the letting go part. You know what I mean? Like it's a buy, buy, buy. And, and now it's, we've got too much and there's no um, anything. And generally they're usually stuck somewhere in their business and they're not growing as fast as they want to, or something's not going right, right. The way they want to. Um, and so they want to be energetically in alignment with, with what that vision is too. So whether they're, you know, not, not making the amount of money that they want or making it, but it's flowing right through and not keeping it in their hands. That's, those are usually what, what people come to me and struggling with. Oh, that's really good. I recently was um, uh, reading a book about Feng Shui and, um, and I remember years ago when I had a job, um, I Feng Shui'd my office. Um, however, I think subconsciously I Feng Shui'd my way out of that company um, because I changed things up and I don't think I did things you know, like if I was going to stay there and be a prosperous member of that company, um, I don't think it, I did the right things. Uh, I think I kind of like almost self-sabotaged myself so that I could get out of there because it was not a healthy environment. Mm -hmm. um, but most, most recently I did a little thing with my Facebook group on uh, Feng Shui, your front door. Uh, okay. And like just something really small, like what can we do with our front door, the color, the direction it faces. I put those little coins under my doormat. Like, do you have water or plants or, you know, things like that. So um, I love what you're talking about. It's, it's just so, so good. So why did you decide to start your company? Oh, 
Well, this is my seventh company. (laughs) Yay, serial (laughs) entrepreneur, my favorite. So why did I start my company? Um, I have always wanted to have my own company. Uh, Honestly, my grandparents are entrepreneurs and I grew up running around their shop playing I'm the boss in the office, right? Ringing up numbers and ching, ching, and doing the thing and telling everybody what to do. And I, it was just always my thing. Um, I think I was always just trying to figure out what business was, was the one that was going to fulfill something inside of me yeah. really. And that's it's kind of what I was seeking all along. The There was a precursor to this business, which was also an interior design business, Um, but that was geared towards a a different clientele at the time. I was in a different place um, on my own healing journey, right? My own life journey. And so I was going after and working with different clientele. And then a couple of years into that, I just was like, nope, I, this is not it. I'm, I, I really have always been about empowering women and empowering women in business was, it just makes my heart sing, my soul just happy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So one of the things we talk about on the podcast is like pulling back the curtain on a successful business, right? Um, Service-based businesses, coaching businesses, um, people who are really like um, mission-driven, love what they do, heart-centered, and that totally describes you. Um, What do you think is one of the biggest financial mistakes or, or other kind of mistakes that you've made in your business that you wish you could share so that other people avoided that uh, kind of mistake? Financial mistakes that I've made in my business. You know, I, I don't really think any of them are mistakes. Like I've learned so much in, I think the biggest financial mistake I've ever made in my business is probably not investing more into like coaching or whatever, especially when I was first getting started and I couldn't afford it. And it was more of a struggle and it was more of a internal battle with me to, uh, can I spend the money and can I not spend the money? You know, because I had money stuff, uh, you know, before that, um, I think I probably made bigger money mistakes, you know, or mistakes that other people would call our money mistakes. The, that I wouldn't consider, you know, I've plunked $5,000 down on a credit card to start a multi-level marketing company, you know, in my twenties. And I was like, woohoo, everybody else was like, oh my God, that is the biggest mistake of your life. But no, the car I swiped on there afterwards, when I totaled mine, that was a mistake, but the (laughs) business, no, right. Cause I can make money from the business. I couldn't make money off that car. Um, You know, so I think probably that would be it. The, the not the fear, right. And then not necessarily investing more into, um, when I not, not to go into debt to do so, but when I could afford it and just letting fear talk me out of spending, um, is probably the bigger mistake that I've made. Yeah. Fear. It always gets in the way. Right. And Mm -hmm. I just had a conversation this morning with a client and, um, I was saying like, 
you know, it takes cash flow to grow your business. And sometimes that cash flow looks like borrowing, right? Yeah. That's credit or a line of credit or a loan or something, right? Um, sometimes when we're going to make a bigger investment in something, whether that's a, a coach or a, a education or a service that you need, a, or even a, a person in your business, like building a team, these things take, they take cash flow and like cash flow is the biggest um, problem. It's the number one reason why businesses go out of business is cash flow problems. However, the thing I always tell people um, is that you're a sacred creator and you can create whatever you want, right? Yeah. So like, who cares really if you got five grand on your credit card, like just make some money. I've never regretted money that I've spent on my business. I have often regretted money that I have not spent on my business. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that I would say is probably my biggest financial mistake. If if we can redefine it that way. Totally. totally. (laughs) Do you see your clients like... like, how do they get stuck? Like, how are they spinning their wheels in their life when they're, um, you know, they're an entrepreneur, they're, they're doing business, they clearly need you, right? What What's happening that they get kind of stuck and they're spinning their wheels there? Well, generally what I see is they're actually stuck in the clutter, right? They're stuck in the clutter, their physical clutter and their, their mental and emotional clutter. And, and they're trying to like, just push through in a very masculine, like patriarchal way. We got to just ram through instead of stopping and saying, you know what? No, I have to, I have to stop stepping over my clutter and ignoring it and pushing it off to the side for the sake of whatever this launch or this, that I have to take care of me because it, it is self-care, right? And we we don't prioritize that enough, especially coming up in business, right? It's always one of those, I'll do it when I make it, right? But right. it doesn't work that way. Like you gotta you gotta start there and and build from that. And so I think uh-huh. that's I think that's where they are. They they the it's the it's the ones that don't have that belt in and then they reach this certain level of success and they can't they can't maintain it anymore. And it's sort of following apart and crumbling around them. Right. And it's like, now, now what? Because they're keep trying to just ignore it and step over it and put it off until they've arrived. Yeah. One thing I think is interesting, um, you know, as the, in the, you know, kind of pandemic or post pandemic economy or whatever, um, you know, people are doing business virtually and, I have conversation uh, with my team. Like I have a, in my business, I have a team of 10 right now and they meet with clients and we talk a lot about like your background, Yes. <laughs> right? Like it has to be appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. So like you can't have clutter and all this st- craziness behind you. Um, and And then the other aspect that somebody shared with me, which I thought was interesting, and maybe you have an opinion on this, is the kind of fake background thing that people do. And one of the things that was pointed out to me is that if you're in a business where building trust is an important piece of the process, a fake background sends a subconscious message that you have something to hide. Yeah, it does. And generally what you're hiding is you. 
because what you're trying to hide is is everything that's back here. It's all your clutter. It's all your mess. I'm in a hotel right at the moment, so I've got nothing but an empty wall because I'm visiting um, my my family, and so I'm recording from an empty wall. It's but this leaves us a clear empty wall, right? right. Like, it's not but, like an image of your unmade bed and like all of your bathroom stuff going on, right? right. Be- because your background screams your brand louder than any words you can say on screen. Oh, I wonder what my background says then. <laughs> I, I love that. I love the polar bear, by the way. I was going to say that even before we got on here. I was oh, like, thank you. I love her. I love her. Theme. Yeah. It's like, I she's, like it. Yeah. She's pretty special. A friend of mine is an artist and that, that painting is called mama bear. Yep. Um, and it's like, it's like the bear who's just had enough. Like, okay, like it, I've had enough shit now. Like, she's you cleaning she's house. You. Yeah, she's you. I can see it. Yeah, Absolutely. I can see the. I can see the branding and just the pieces. But yeah, yeah it, it's super important. I, one of the first things I came out with in my business was as a as a lead magnet was a designer background challenge, and I literally walked people through creating this box here and how oh. we do it so that you've got what your people are seeing on camera versus what's behind you on the whole big wall, right? Because yeah. you've got to be able to see the the micro and the macro uh, when you're designing it so that people are looking at you and focusing on your words and your brand is just back there saying, you know, you can trust me because it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you for backing up that piece mm-hmm. of information and, Anybody who's, you know, on, well, who isn't on Zoom, (laughs) right? Like who isn't virtual and and on Zoom and, you know, on social um, doing lives and all that stuff these days. But I think that's an important piece um, to remember, right? Uh, Is your background or these kind of fake backgrounds and the message that that sends um, really, really important. And so that's a great little nugget you just gave us. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. If someone were to be wanting to get into your industry, right, and Mm -hmm. do the work that you do, and I know that your work is a little bit different than the average interior designer, maybe a lot different, to be honest, right? Um, What advice would you give them? Somebody wanted to come do what I do. Um, Learn. (laughs) You have to love to learn, right? There's so much in there but it's you have to study humans right because everything about what I do has to do with your relationship with your space right and and so it I don't even have no other words to say yeah we'll learn Um, yeah it's a it was a like for me it was a huge learning process you know I went through four years of college to become an interior designer and then, you know, more schooling for feng shui. And then on the job learning with feng shui was probably the biggest thing, right? Take, take on clients. I would say if you want to do feng shui, um, the biggest thing, the most important thing of all is make sure that you are studying traditional Chinese feng shui. It will either be called traditional or classical at the school. If it's called anything else, black hat, pyramid school, crystals feng shui school, uh, 
because there are those out there that's fake feng shui <laughs> and it's crap um it's a waste of your time and a waste of your client's time and you're just doing more harm than good so if you're you if you want to help people you know do it the right way so that you're not causing harm. There's way too many people in my industry, specifically feng shui, that are out there causing harm by selling garbage just to make money. Please don't be one of those people yeah. because you give the rest of us a bad name. Right, right. Yeah, so totally agree. Totally agree, right? I always think about this with money, right? Like sometimes it's... um I sit there and I go like this, you're, this is super irresponsible what you're doing. Right. Right. I saw one woman do that one day. She was like, there's too many rules in feng shui and I don't really like it. So we're just, she just, I'm making up my own rules and we're still calling it feng shui. And I'm like, call it whatever you want, but it's not feng shui. And you know, like, it's not okay that you're doing that because people who know what feng shui is are you're causing harm to them. And that's kind of the first rule of anything good. Right. Right. So when you think about like the creation of your business, like the, the kind of like the back office structure of your business, the kind of behind the scenes part, um, in your business growth, is there something that you wish that you did sooner, right? Like, I don't know, like in, changed your business structure or hired a bookkeeper or, yeah. Got a I wish lawyer. I learned. I wish I learned cash flow first. Mm. I wish I understood. Well, I I'm personally I'm a huge believer in profit first method. So right. I I wish I I had I wish I had learned money sooner. I wish I had faced all of the crap around money sooner um, because it completely settled my nervous system and mm. it allowed money to come easily to me instead of constantly feeling like a fight and a struggle and you know all of the hard things it just allowed money to be a resource instead of this thing you know yeah yeah for sure do you run profit first through your business I do mm -hmm. awesome so we are profit first um for my company is and if anybody hasn't if anybody's listening and they haven't read mike mccallowitz's book profit first pick that up it's like every entrepreneurs should have that on their bookshelf um it's the very foundation of the finances of your business if you want to run a cash flow solvent business um and i i gift that book to people when they're just starting out because I'm like do this now don't wait like if five years from now it's financial self-care and self-care is the number one thing all the forms of self-care right the hmm. environmental social physical mental emotional financial all of those things they are they're so important to successful entrepreneurship Awesome. Thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing with us today and sharing your business. If people want to follow you, they want to hang out in your world. How do they find you? Um, the best place actually is, is to find me on YouTube. It's pretty new. I'll be honest. I just launched a couple of months ago, um, but it's been one of those things in the work for a while and I'm, I'm loving it over there. I'm having so much fun. So yeah, come join me on YouTube. Ask me questions. I'm 
I'm using those questions to make new content and great. Yeah. Whatever you have questions around your clutter or your space or definitely come find me over there. Okay. Perfect. It's, do you have a YouTube channel name or anything like that? Um, well, like I said, it's still super brand new. So I just have, it's a bitly link. Um, it's okay. a bitly watch crystal TV. Oh, yay. Okay. perfect. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll put all the, the contact details in the show notes. Um, I did see on your website, a little download that people can get. I actually signed up for it and I was looking at it. Um, it's awesome The you know, I always talk about cleaning up your clutter, your financial clutter and your financial mess. And so it so synergistic with the work that I do with people. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to develop more of a relationship with you and be able to send people yes. your way. Cause I don't want to help them with their, like the clutter of their actual space. I do. <laughs> I do. You do. For me. You I do. love it. That's my right? favorite thing. Yeah. And usually yeah. that's a free gift. Actually. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I love to give that as a free gift to people. Definitely download it. You declutter your mindset.com. It'll take you straight there and yeah. download it. By all means. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Crystal. Thanks everybody for listening. We had Crystal Holm from Design Life Studios on today. So many good nuggets here. Uh, thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, we're done. I'll stop the recording. Michelle, thanks so much for listening to Secrets of the Biggest Big Ticket Coaches podcast. If you're a successful coach, I'd love to talk to you. Would you like to be on my program? Please visit alchemyaccounting.ca slash podcast slash apply. If you've got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on all the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, I'm always looking to expand our reach. Please tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtags, secrets of the biggest big ticket coaches. I know that's a long one. I love seeing your posts and I love guest suggestions the most. We're regularly putting out new uh, episodes and content. So make sure you don't miss anything. Um, don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and hit subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, your good ratings, your reviews, um, all of your feedback, they go such a long way to help us promote the show. And it means so much to me and my team. You are helping us achieve our mission. If you wanna know more, go to our website, alchemyaccounting.ca, or follow me on all the socials, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and the gram at Alchemy uh, Michelle, all one word. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.